Hello and welcome. I'm your host, Claire Marquick, and this is Real Life Business. Hello and welcome to episode number 24 of the Real Life Business podcast, the show that helps you balance running your business with everything else going on in your life by bringing you stories from real life business owners about the real life stuff that goes on behind the scenes of running their business. This week, I am chatting to Madhu J. Kamaran, who is the Director and Principal Consultant at Think Stride Coaching and Consulting. Madhu's professional background is in leadership development and cultural transformation, and she has a wealth of knowledge having worked for some big organizations such as PwC and HSBC in India. But she came to a realization that would completely alter the trajectory of her life. Fast forward a few years and she's now a mum living in a completely different country and working for herself. And in this conversation, we chat about that journey and the internal evolution that happened along the way. Madhu is a straight talker with a wicked sense of humor, and I cannot wait to share this conversation with you. So sit back, relax and enjoy. Thank you so much, Madhu, for joining me here today. I'm really excited by this conversation because we always seem to touch on so much gold whenever we chat, even when we're talking about the most random things. So I'm really excited (laughs) to see where this conversation goes today. Why don't we start off with you um, sharing a bit more about your background, um, who Mm -hmm. you are, what you do, and uh, what you love about what you're doing right now? Yeah. um, Well, right now I work as an executive um, and leadership coach and a facilitator. So I love in working with businesses, um, typically small to medium-sized businesses, because I think when um, a, a, a business people start growing, um, that's when leadership becomes a challenge. And this is applicable even to, a, I think, to me as a person, even as a small business owner, right? I look at, I always looked at leadership as, oh, it's about after others, or it's taking care of others, but it starts with us. I'll probably cover a little bit of this when we talk (laughs) and I always look at so a lot of what I do is about helping within organizations build a better culture uh, build better leadership capability and uh, what I want to bring to the conversation even when when you reached out to me was how do I apply that in the context of for example even a small business owner or or a solo proner like us so when I look at myself um, the culture that I'm bringing is um, my attitude, my values, um, for instance, there is a culture that I'm bringing, whether or not uh, I'm aware of it, <laughs> consciously or unconsciously, I am creating a culture within my organization. Um, I think, yeah, I think that's a really important point you make, isn't it? Because I've certainly no, noticed it as well, sort of running networking events and things mm-hmm. like that. Like there will be people that self-select or de- deselect themselves from even attending mm-hmm. because they don't view themselves as leaders because mm. they might be a small a small like you say solopreneur or even mm. a mumpreneur working mm. from home whether you mm. like that terminology or not mm. um, and we can we can talk ourselves out of being a leader but really like leadership is all around us all the time isn't it and if we're influencing someone even if we're influencing ourselves yeah we're exhibiting leadership qualities so I absolutely. love how you're sort of bringing that into the the smaller business space as well absolutely so yeah, that's that's what I, I look forward to bringing. That's what I do. So I'm into yeah, taking basically helping people step into leadership. 
I love that. I love that. Mm-hmm. What's um where did you where did you start your career? Like you haven't always been working for yourself, no. have you? So how well tell no. us a bit about that transition. Yeah, sure. Um, oh my God. So about <laughs> about a decade ago, I started my career as an engineer, believe it or not, Claire. <laughs> wow. Um, so I, yeah, anyway, so I started off working as an electronics engineer for about a year. I did that. I was like, oh my God, I can't stand this job. <laughs> it's not for me. Now I know why. Yeah. Um, it doesn't match my sort of behavioral traits, I guess. Detail is not my area of strength. Anyway, yeah. so from engineering, I moved into, I did my master's in human resources. Then I started working in HR. So my first organization was PwC. So when I look back, I started off as a people and change consultant, which is what I do right now. Um, (laughs) And then I worked at HSBC, again, looking after culture, you know, a lot of leadership development work. And uh, I moved to Australia about three and a half years back. And um, I don't know, I made it this, I sort of felt like I had done enough of what I could do within an organization. Mm -hmm. And there was only so much you can control and influence when you're within an authority structure. And I felt like there was a need to challenge leaders in organizations. There was a need to do, um, to be that person who does that, um, who goes beyond, you know, what you're limited to. So, which is why I transitioned into leadership coaching. It's, um, it's a really interesting thing that you said there, isn't it? How you felt like you'd reached, you'd reached kind of a point where that you couldn't go any further doing Mm -hmm. what you wanted to do within an organization, within like a structure that has, you know, other people's agendas are, are ruling the show kind of thing. Yeah. I think yeah. that's probably something that a lot of people listening can can resonate with, but mm. not everyone is, um, what's the word, maybe courageous enough to take mm. that jump. So, mm. I mean, was it, was it the physically moving countries and, you know what, this is a, <laughs> a complete fresh start? Was that kind of the, the kicker for you or was there something else inside? No, it was, it was more of a personal story, I think. Um, so I was looking after diversity, inclusion, culture for the bank. And um, during my maternity break, somewhere I really started questioning what I was doing. I felt like um, it doesn't matter what... Um, um, beautiful policies that we had or all these, uh, you know, fancy projects that we were doing. When there is a leadership gap, nothing else matters. So I felt myself like I was, though I was this person who was supposed to look after diversity and inclusion, I myself felt discriminated as a woman. (laughs) And I'm like, what is all this? It, nothing of none of this is helping and all the conversations that we are having with leaders within the organization I felt like was not making much of a difference if um, that there isn't self-awareness that's happening maybe within the leaders I felt like this there's a big gap there's mm-hmm. something it, it, it cannot which cannot be solved by me creating beautiful policies and taking care of projects <laughs> I didn't have too much that's all that I knew at that point in stage. Um, that's all that I knew. And I was like, there's more work to do here. And I felt somewhere, I think it was a personal journey. I felt like there was so much more in me that I could explore. Like just going through the process during my maternity leave. And before I came to the point that, oh, I, there is more to me. I was at a point where I'm like, is, am I really good enough for that job? That's where I started. <laughs> because I started questioning my ability, my worthy, my worthiness for the role that I was doing. Am I even cut for a corporate job? Do I know what I'm doing here? That's where I started. Yeah. Um, and 
eventually I'm like, what are you doing here? If you are questioning what you're doing, then either you say this is not for me and give up <laughs> or if you want to do something then stretch yourself do something different yeah. uh, maybe something more courageous that was self-talk yep. so <laughs> um so this was a decision I made back in India even before we I came here I'm like I'm not going back to a corporate job there is something else that I'm cut that I need to do I don't know what it is um <laughs> so I think him coming here was like okay, everything is fresh. There is no baggage here. Nobody knows you as anything. Why don't you do what your heart says? Give it a go. What's the worst thing that can happen? Like, you know, I can always find a job. That was the thinking. Yep. (laughs) (laughs) And at at that stage, how old was your your son? My son was one and a half years old then. Wow. Yeah. (laughs) He's four now. I think, I mean, I, I resonate with your story so much, um, mm-hmm. you know, being in that that technical space, then kind of losing that, then going into um, going into a more commercial environment, yeah. feeling like um, I could make a change and then realising yeah. that that I couldn't and having that burning, that kind of that longing inside. Mm-hmm. I don't know if mm-hmm. longing's the right word. Like, you know, there's something more in you, but you, yeah, like you say, you don't know what it is. You don't know yeah. how to get it out. Yeah. And I think that actually ties in really nicely with what, what you, the work that you're doing now, doesn't it? Because yeah. mm-hmm. that, that's all that leadership journey, isn't it? It's, it's yeah. helping us um, bringing awareness to what we've all got inside of us and mm-hmm. how we can utilize that to then yeah. propel ourselves yeah. forward. Yeah. And to be very honest, um, I didn't start off very selfless or anything like, you know, it was not like I was pursuing this higher purpose. It appeared in front of none of that sort. <laughs> I just wanted to get out of the rut. I'm like, it started in a very selfish way that this is not what I want. There's something more that I need to do here. It's, it was all about me in the beginning. Um, that's where I started. <laughs> yeah. The whole achiever mindset, I call it. Uh, <laughs> oh, how can I get out of this? How can I do things differently? Is there anything I can do? that's where it started but now it's more of oh this is what this is where I'm going this is this is why I'm doing this <laughs> and it's not about me anymore tell us tell me more about that I'm, I'm fascinated about that because I yeah. think like we need to have that inner that inner voice there's there's something isn't there that mm-hmm. whether it's a, a milestone event in our life whether it's a you know, a trigger or a traumatic event in our life, or whether we just get to a point where that inner voice inside gets so loud that it makes mm-hmm. us do something different. But tell mm-hmm. us about more about that transition you were just talking about in terms of how you approach things. Yeah, um, I think uh, it starts, I mean, we are very much a survival-based beings, right? <laughs> yep. We want Especially to survive, now. <laughs> we want to get away from things. Uh, what doesn't feel right, we want to get away from it. Um, I think that's that's where it was for me I'm like I can't survive in a corporate setup (laughs) anymore so what is this new thing what else is available for me Um, I think like I said very very low (laughs) very low level thinking but I think that's where we all start I think that's where every great journey starts probably at survival stage Mm -hmm. and then it was about oh okay um, now I need to make friends with who are maybe searching for something like that so it was about oh who's my tribe who's the kind of people who are like me pissed off with where they are but want to do something better so which is where I started going to for example when I came to Australia 
I'm like, okay, this is a country which is much more developed. So maybe there are people like me out there. <laughs> so I started going to networking events, which is where I went to a coaching schools networking event. And I met people who wanted to become coaches. I'm like, oh, this seems perfect to where I want to go. Uh, sort of fits in. And I signed up and I started, you know, my journey as becoming a coach. Yeah. Um, and then I was like, okay, now I found people who are like me and we're on this. Now I need to get somewhere. Like I need to achieve something. <laughs> I, I, it can't just be the journey. So I need to take some action. So it was a lot of imperfect action. I didn't know what my clientele was, what my niche has to be. All I knew was I'll do what feels sort of something that I know, which mm-hmm. for me, and came back to something to do with the business world, working with maybe women. That's where I started uh, working with, you know, women leaders. And then I realized um, along the journey, it's it's a process of evolution, I guess. Yeah. Um, Oh, this is not what I want. Actually, I have a larger purpose that I need to take care of. And, you know, it's just, yeah, I think that's how, that's how it has been. It's, it, I, I think what I'm taking from your story there is that there's there's a there's something like we just spoke about before there's something there's a there's a trigger however however um, I think you described it as low level thinking or selfish thinking mm. you know at the time mm. it was just mm. purely get me mm. out of this shit show and get me somewhere <laughs> where I want to be kind of thing yes. where I feel a bit safer or I feel yeah. a bit better kind of thing yeah. and then exactly like you say it's it's not necessarily having all the answers straight away and knowing everything and having the perfect business set up is yes. it? it's it's just starting a journey it's taking mm. those first few steps mm. making a decision because ultimately mm. I mean I don't know about you but this is where I floundered a bit right at the beginning when I went out mm. on my own I didn't make any set decisions I just thought mm. I'm just gonna put put some put things out there and see who comes see who comes to me, see who's attracted to me. Yeah, right. And I was kind of like dabbling a bit over here and doing a bit mm. over there and a bit over mm. there. And, and it wasn't mm. really very clear, but yeah. I mean, uh, we can, we can critique ourselves for that, but yeah. exactly like you just said, it's an evolution. It's a journey, isn't it? And yeah. Yeah. We, we have to go through those stages. Yes. <laughs> then we have to reach a realization mm-hmm. of, okay, this perhaps isn't the most effective way of moving yeah. forward <laughs> that's right but we only know that because we went through that and we know it sucks <laughs> yes <laughs> so where did you get to what was that what was that next next moment of evolution for you in your development then what the imperfect action brought was some form of growth and some form of achievement right you need yep. to like in terms of business words some income okay i'm making money out of this thing it's not just something in the air this is something that you know people recognize me people call me they trust me i have paying clients yep. i think that's that was the first proof that oh this stuff is working <laughs> something is working yeah <laughs> now is that is that ideal for me is the way I was making money, is that ideal for the lifestyle that I wanted to create? Is that Does that really give me satisfaction in terms of what kind of impact that I want to have? You know, that's how you start thinking after a while. Like, for example, I was just telling you, right? Like I, I was doing, I've been doing a lot of workshops, speaking, and now I'm at a point where I'm like, I'll do that, but I want to work with clients over a period of time because then I feel that I'm making an impact and transforming something about, for example, a culture. Mm. Um, and I'm at a point where I can say no to clients who are not ready for it. Um, so 
how do I put this? Um, I think just those imperfect actions was was important. Otherwise, I would have always been questioning, is this where I want to go? Is this what I want to be doing? Is this mm. sustainable? Mm. That mm. question, because when I was no more in survival, then I could think about ah, how can I, you know, when survival is taken care of, you can think about higher level needs, <laughs> if exactly. that makes sense. Uh, yeah, it, it does. It does. And it's, uh, you know, we've, we've known each other for a while now and then we sort of chatted a lot, a lot in the past. And I think mm. we've sort of shared this evolution journey and mm. we sort of um, started in the same place in, in, in as much as um, the same coaching school, but yeah. then we've sort of um, diverged and come back together and diverged again. Mm. And, and I think that's testament to the evolution, isn't it? And that's mm. testament to mm. the imperfect action. I mean, mm. I know for me that mm. I have to just keep stepping forward because yeah. I will sit and I will, I will just go into complete procrastination mode yeah. and and I will do nothing mm. because I'll be you know over analytical overthinking yeah. everything yeah. and trying to come plan every eventuality of yes. what might happen and <laughs> and it's something that we sort of that that um is going to come out in tomorrow's episode this week's episode when when it comes out in, in as yeah. much we need to put a little bit of thought to a plan yes. we can't just act completely on a whim can we but yes. at the same time we can't wait for everything to be perfect before we yes. take action yeah that's right um at least I think what for me what worked well was I gave I made a lot of terrible mistakes <laughs> like screw things up <laughs> I would try everything that I learned right which was probably one good thing that I did oh, I reach out to people on LinkedIn so I connect people I write them a message this is what I'm doing do you want to connect and I'm in this mode of surviving so I'm making mistakes I'm reaching out to people randomly um, and I'm like oh my god never write that message again like that's terrible it's so salesy why are you wanting to be salesy <laughs> yeah so but I wouldn't know how it feels unless I do it exactly exactly and I've had the exact same things happen you know someone will send a message back a cold short message back or something and I'm like oh shit and then it's like how would I feel if I'd have just got that message completely out of the blue oh yeah but exactly like you say like you have to you have to stuff up essentially to to learn and grow don't you what to know what not to do next time yeah yeah (laughs) like you had to ask for sales you have otherwise how would ever get a paying client Maybe the way I did it was not refined in the beginning. Like right now, I don't even feel like I'm, it's a sale. It's, it's more about, oh, I'm serving people and I'm seeing if they're a match to what I do. Mm. Um, and I'm willing to say no or walk away when I know that they are not a match uh, to what I do. So it's not selling anymore. It's about they're looking for something. And is that something that I could help them achieve? And if I can, I have to put my best foot forward. Otherwise, they're missing out on what they I'm not helping someone evolve or become better or a team or an organization get better um, mm. and that's disservice <laughs> Ex- well exactly yeah I'm curious how how much easier is that um, to actually implement in practice when you've got you know, stable income coming in? Like, is it, is it, is it a a money confidence thing? You know, it's like, okay, well, I know I've got regular money coming in, therefore I can more confidently say no, or is it, or is it, is it a complete mindset thing? And even if there's no money coming in for the month, if a perfect client, you know, an imperfect client comes your way, it would still be something you say no to. Where does that kind of juggle? Like the 
it's only mindset is a bit idealistic um because we are real people right like mm-hmm. we pay bills yes. <laughs> i wish <Yes>. mindset paid bills <laughs> it doesn't <laughs> it's it's it doesn't mean that mindset is not important of course it is of course but i feel that in the beginning uh, even if it's not phenomenal money or a money to sustain a, 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 a livelihood even if it is some form of growth some form of progress in terms of money in terms of recognition um, in terms of social acknowledgement um, the basic needs of what survival and significance maybe to a certain extent i think when that starts happening is when you can your mind becomes open um, to the to the idea of serving uh, to the idea of contribution uh, mm. you know but when you're physically when it's not met when you're not there at the back of your mind your body is just striving for survival that's that's how i think i mean that's how it's a designed. human civilization yeah. exactly that's how <laughs> that's how we're programmed isn't it that's yeah. how we're designed back to that like right. saber tooth tiger caveman era when you know if we're literally being chased and we're running for our lives you know that's like right. we are in survival mode aren't yeah. we and we do yeah. slip back into that ancient um oh, yeah. survival mode and i think i, I think that there's a lot of that going on right now mm. isn't there mm. because mm. there's a hell of a lot of businesses COVID. that are really struggling some that are completely closed some that have had to pivot exponentially to get yeah. to get money coming in and i yeah. think that's where i was kind of maybe without even thinking about it when the words came out of my mouth where i was getting to with that question um in as much as it 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 might sound very, very righteous and very, um, you know, an amazing place to be, to be able to turn work away that isn't ideal for us. But yeah. that's not to say that in some circumstances, we just don't pick the low hanging ah, fruit. In the beginning, anything is okay. <laughs> <laughs> but you know what? That's how it should be because anything is okay is what brings the money, brings that validation in the beginning. So that's where that's where we start uh yeah. that's where i started i took on terrible clients which i then i learned oh my god never say yes to this client who's <laughs> who doesn't want to take any ownership but i had to do that if i didn't get say that yes to that then i wouldn't be at this point where i'm saying no or i have the choice to say no yeah so tell me tell us a bit more about that evolution because when when we're an employee and we're working for someone else you know our, our mind our mindset is in one place we have to transition don't we 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 have to if we're deciding that we're going to step out on on our own we can't i don't believe you can run a successful business with an employee mindset we've got to grow ourselves don't we and again that kind of comes full circle back to what you do in developing leaders so tell us a bit more about that journey for you Mm, really good question um one when you are on your own everything you start from scratch let's just say even if you got to the point of oh i'm all about serving people and helping others when you have on your own you start from survival <laughs> so you know what i do what do i need to get done how do i learn from the best uh, take imperfect action all of that stuff you know when you asked me that question i thought of how long can you stay in that mm. the unfortunate part is a lot of people start off but being very competitive, what I call achievers mindset, oh, what can I get? What can I get? What can I get? Um, how do I survive? How do I make money? Um, yeah, yeah, it's, clients. yeah. Yep. how do I get clients? Can That's get a good place clients? to start. That's where to start. Please start there. <laughs> but 
can do you have do you have to stay there forever that's terrible that's terrible it, it's it's draining as well draining. isn't it you know i talk about um energy and and you know it's a really high energy it's a high demand yes. of of our yes. energy isn't it being in that yes. place of just i've yeah. got to get more clients i've got to get more yeah. customers i've got to get more people through the door i've got to sell more stuff i've got to like it's it's exhausting it's exhausting yes. me even saying that's it. right <laughs> that's right it, it's very burning out I, I call it hustling for our worth yeah um i think that's hustling for your worth which is fine which is when it starts gotta but do then it after start. a point you've got to know your value you don't need to hustle for your worth you you have to know your value um mm. and you have to move from getting to giving mm. like what can i get what no what can i give now that i have worked i have experience i have the confidence i have the it, it's no more about fear it's about trust you know mm-hmm. it's not making decisions from a place of fear scarcity anymore like of course that's where you start that's fine but eventually get to a point where you need to start make decisions making decisions from a place of self trust from faith you've got to think abundantly like you know if someone's doing well there's something they they are doing right what can i learn from them rather than being all this worked up about oh my god <laughs> that that's a that's a really big mental challenge isn't it mm-hmm. i think particularly how and we've spoken about this a lot on on previous episodes as well particularly how visible mm-hmm. everyone's perceived perfect life and business mm. is because it's right mm. there in our faces on social media mm. and yeah. and it can be really really easy to to compare ourselves so yeah. to be able to sit in a space of comfort with ourselves yeah. and like you say trust with ourselves that can be really yeah. challenging can't it mm. is that is that an easy transition that you've made or has it been challenging for yeah. you yeah oh my god it's been a <laughs> constant uh, i think yeah it's just been a work in progress i think it will stay that way forever i don't yeah. think uh, if you get to perfect there is that's it and there's nothing more to go um yeah. but i think it's been a work in progress for me what i noticed is the reason a lot of people can't even and this applies to businesses who people who've been in business for 15 years or more it has nothing to do with how old you are in a business you could be 3 years into a business and still be a leader uh have a leader's mindset and abundance mindset you could be 15 years and you are still in a scarcity mindset an achiever competitive mindset so this is nothing to do with timelines mm, um but it does it's a journey point. yeah and the journey can happen in 12 months three and it could have never happened in 15 years <laughs> i'm sure there's a hell of a lot of people out there <laughs> listening who are working for someone who mm-hmm. has been doing their thing for 20 30 40 years and they're still yeah. very much in that like you say achiever survival mindset yeah. my way yeah. or the highway this is what you got to do and yeah. yeah yeah isn't that what happens in organizations as well instead of being leaders they're just getting there to get the gold stars and it's doing no one no good yeah it's the same thing Yeah, it's very short term um, as well, isn't it? I mean, this is something that me and um Terry Mahavi we talk about it all the time. Mm. Even going right up to, you know, governments and things. It's like everybody mm. appears mm. um to make such short term decisions because that's mm. what's going to benefit that yes. particular person in the yeah. here and now in the, yeah. the tenure that they're in that position mm. as opposed to having that more abundant service mindset mm. of how can we how can mm. we improve this situation long term and maybe i won't still be here to feel to see the benefit of that but yeah. you know i can know inside it was my work it's a 
Yeah. Yeah, it is. I think it comes down to this, Claire. I mean, this is what I noticed, right? Um, Why are someone who has been in business for 15 years making enough money, more money than probably, you know, whatever. They don't even have to think about it anymore. It's coming in. There is wealth. There is everything. Still, their mindset is in survival because um, this evolution is not tied to external things Mm. so much as it is internal. So, which is, which is why to me, self-care becomes important. And when I say self-care, just being there for yourself. Like um, if you are struggling saying that, yeah, I know it's a struggle and it's okay. Comes down to simple things like that. You need to set a boundary, bloody set the boundary. (laughs) Don't treat yourself like a machine. (laughs) And how many people would be guilty of doing that? Yeah. What are some yeah. of those rules that you set for yourself then? Yeah, you know, mm. what are some of those non-negotiable things that you have in place that, mm. that creates the boundaries for you or gives you that sense of self-care? Yeah. Um, one is I, I don't take bullshit from anyone. <laughs> this has been, I don't know, it's just helped me a lot. Like if I feel like someone is, whether it's a client or whether it's my you know, as people whom I live with, you know, I've been asked, expected to do something that I, you know, that it's just not, doesn't fit my values. I would just say no. Mm. Um, And um, I think staying away from people pleasing, that's a lesson I learned early on. The more of a people pleaser you are, you are less of a leader. So Mm. if you want to look good for the client, sorry, you're not serving them. Mm. That's a big no. thing, isn't it? Mm. Yeah. Even, even with clients, it's the same. <laughs> it's it, because, and, and that's it, that's interesting. We'll come back to your um mm. your self care for yourself and non negotiables in a minute because I just want to pick up on that. That's I think a lot, and I know this myself. You know, when I think yeah. back to when I went into my first leadership role mm. in an accounting firm, I probably had. I don't know, half a dozen accountants under me, yeah. um, a, you know, a big, big portfolio of clients, like millions of dollars of clients. And I, like, I was like in my mid twenties, I had no mm. idea. Like the mm. biggest thing for me was I just wanted to be liked. And, mm. you know, like, I'm like, just, I just want to be, you know, I want to be light and friendly and I was chatty yeah. and it's this and it was that. Yeah. And, you know, like <laughs> I had a good bond with the people um, yeah. who I worked with. So mm-hmm. I think they kind of gritted their teeth and was like, okay, she's yeah. us. Um, <laughs> but looking back now, I cringe. Mm-hmm. And, and I just, because I was so wanting to not offend people and, mm-hmm. and wanting to be liked. And, and mm-hmm. we don't, that doesn't have to be in an organization, does it? That could be with a, mm-hmm. a business owner and suppliers or, yeah. um, you yeah. know, people that we have to partner with or whatever. We, we can be so caught up in being nice that we're not yeah. actually helping the situation. Yeah. Yeah. True. True. Um, and the opposite of not being uh, nice is not being an asshole, right? Yeah. <laughs> we often tend to think like that. it's not at all it's just saying hey this is where this is what I think and uh, I I accept the way you are or the way you think that's fine you know and this I wonder I'm I'm curious I think this is my maybe a question I've asked of you before in Mm -hmm. another forum but I'm going to ask it here where's that line where is that line between confident self-belief self-assuredness sticking Mm. to our boundaries and arrogance Mm. Mm. Um, for me, it's simple as this. If 
I am equal to you. You are not higher than me or I am not higher than you. We both are equal. You have the right to feel. I accept whatever you feel. You have a, you have a belief about something. I, I don't agree with you, but I, I'm okay. Mm-hmm. The moment I bring judgment to you and the moment I think, oh, the way you think is terrible. You're, a, you're inferior in some way. You suck. That's, that's where things, you cross the boundary. Ah, yeah. I like that distinction. Yeah. Yeah. I like it. <laughs> yeah. Like people have the right to feel a particular way and that's the way they've grown up or whatever. That's fine. I- I'm learning to do this, by the way, Claire. It's not yeah. easy to do with everybody, um, especially people whom we live with sometimes. <laughs> You still, you still, you still right. You still, you still human, and you still have your little rants yes. and moans about people. Yeah, <laughs> good. So yeah. do I. <laughs> then we can bring ourselves back, can't we? Yeah, absolutely. Get that out, get that emotion yeah. out, and bring ourselves back. Yeah, yeah. Just bringing non-judgment. See, that's the thing, right? The moment we bring non-judgment to ourselves, it's easier to bring non-judgment to others. Mm. Like yes. if I'm judging so many things about who I am, I forget about others, right? <laughs> And that again, nice loop back to that whole concept, that whole theme of leadership starts with self. Like it's, it yes. starts with ourselves, doesn't it? Everything that we need to have within us as a, as a, a to be a good leader, we need to mm. see it and experience it and believe it in ourselves first, mm. don't we? True. Yeah. True. What are some of the things that, I mean, like we, we talk about in the show all the time, the ups and downs of business, there's, there's good times, there's bad times mm-hmm. right now. I don't, I, I don't even know what the state of things in South Australia mm-hmm. is compared to, to what, where we are here, mm-hmm. but how do you get through that roller coaster? What helps you level out your thinking in that roller coaster of business when you've got, you know, a, a toddler and a normal motherhood life going on as well? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm, it's a very interesting question because I'm the worst person. Like I'm still learning this. When I have clients, um, it, but that's the whole thing. When everything is working in our favor, it's so easy to be this, oh, uh, I have a growth mindset. I yeah. look at the positive side of things, um, you know, and all of that. But when things are not working out, then our mind automatically tends to exaggerate that. <laughs> right? Oh, square one how do I find clients my god this whole COVID thing there is yeah like we start freaking out um I think it just comes to me this is what I have learned now over two years of all all this putting myself through suffering for no reason like Mm. if there is something I can control and influence that's simply what I focus on yeah like if this is my reality what can I do within this reality Mm. that's it I think that's great advice. And, and also just uh, being human in that process. Mm-hmm. And like you say, if we have a, if we have a little mini meltdown and we go straight back to yeah. hiding that's in the fine. back of the cave, chasing, <laughs> being chased by a saber tooth tiger, yeah. just stay there for a while. Yes. That's a really <laughs> About good five point. minutes of madness yeah. or craziness yeah. or whatever it is. Yes. I think the, the problem is we sort of expect ourselves to feel a particular way. Oh, you can't, shouldn't be feeling fear. You should be, you should be looking for opportunities. You should be thinking positive. Bullshit. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> like, right. You are, it matters to you. Your business bloody matters to you, which is why you feel bad. Yeah. So, and it's okay. 
um, not being any hurry to hurry or how we are feeling or how we should be feeling. Why? Uh, I think that's the worst thing to do to ourselves. Uh, this is what I learned. <laughs> through- it's, that, it's that judgment of ourselves again, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, when we start judging and we start beating ourselves mm. up. I think yeah. I, um, I, I stick something in my stories. I think it was just the other day. Uh, you know, I, I say to people, if, if the words that we're saying to ourselves in our head, if we were to mm. say them out loud to our child, how would we yeah. feel? Mm. um and and a lot of the time it's oh you bloody idiot oh you're so stupid what did you do yes. that for you idiot yeah. you know like imagine saying that to your mm. child like mm. imagine the look on their face imagine yeah. like how you would feel looking at the tears coming down their face when they're looking at you like why can't we why is that okay for us to say that yeah. to ourselves if we yeah. couldn't say it to our four-year-old or our eight-year-old Absolutely. or however old our child is if we mm-hmm. couldn't say it to them why can we say it to ourselves why is that yeah. okay yeah um and for people who struggle with self-care, <laughs> as if I don't, but <laughs> um, but for for I, I've definitely gotten better. Um, I, I hardly have any negative self-talk. Um, I can say that finally. Yeah. Um, and when I catch myself doing that, I'm I'm often quick enough to say, "What the hell? Like you don't deserve that. Like just yeah." Um, the easiest tip would be how would you talk to someone whom you love yeah if it's your child if it's whatever think of if you don't have a child you know think of someone whom you love if they were in the exact same situation let's say it's covid they care about their business what would you say to them and say exactly the same thing <laughs> yes yes i love that there was, there was something you said at the beginning of that bit that i was going to pick up on and now i've completely forgotten so it doesn't matter yeah. okay <laughs> that's all right <laughs> Yeah. But I think that the lesson that we get from this, this part of it is, you know, that, that judgment piece of ourself. Mm. Um, yeah. It, it doesn't help us. Does it doesn't yeah, help no. us in the slightest. No. And it's oh, funny no. because the moment we give ourselves permission to feel fear, anxiety, to feel discomfort and just sit with it. Don't judge it. Don't try to push it aside. It just goes away. Yeah. It has to. Yeah. And then your mind is clear. You're able to think better. Um, then you see opportunities then you start taking action all everything falls in place yeah when you stop just stop for that moment yeah mm. I remembered it was when you said um, you're getting better at the um, the negative self-talk and, and mm. you, you don't do much of that anymore yeah. it, it's like um, I, I the analogy that just popped in my head it's like walking into a gym for the first time and deciding I'm suddenly going to be strong and be able to deadlift whatever weight mm. is a challenging deadlift I don't even know mm. um, you, you can't just make a decision to suddenly stop the self-talk and then mm. beat yourself up three days later because you're still doing self-talk like yeah it's the same yes. thing you can't walk into a gym and pick up a few hundred kilos and suddenly mm. just be able to do it easy peasy like it's a mm. it's again it's an imperfect action isn't it it's mm. starting it's, it's starting on the small thing at a time and and building up and when you do notice yourself stuffing up it's checking mm. in it's like oh okay mm. no I'm not stupid maybe that was just a bit of a poor decision mm. that's something I say to my kids all the time you know especially mm. our eldest he'll be like god I'm so stupid I'm like no mm. you're not stupid you yeah. just made a bit of a dumb decision <laughs> that's actually a really good differentiation Claire uh something that I I often yeah sort, sort of teach people especially women right it's not about who you are it's what you did there is a difference yeah 
because the moment it's who you are oh i am stupid it's it's an identity thing so it's very self depreciate like self deprecating yeah um and yuck <laughs> exactly it, it demonizes it our self-esteem it self. just has to eat up eat our self-esteem but the moment it's oh something i did then i can do something about that exactly. um and i that it's not affecting my self-worth my self-esteem i'm, I'm confident it's almost boosting our self-esteem because mm. we can go, wow, okay, I recognize exactly what went on there and yeah. now I've got the control to make sure it doesn't happen again. Yeah, um, very empowering to think like that. Yeah, yeah, 100%. It's not about who I am. Yes. Nice. I like that. Yeah, it's a good <laughs> reminder. Absolutely. <laughs> Love it. Change See, your strategy. That's what I said at the beginning. We always, always come up with these little nuggets of yeah. gold. <laughs> Yeah, absolutely. Tell us where, where um, I'm going to fire some quick fire questions at you mm-hmm. in a moment. But um, if people want to find out more about you, your business, mm-hmm. you've got a book as well. Yeah. Like where, how can they find out more about you? You can go to thinkstride.com. Yep. It's thinkstride, S-T-R-I-D-E, yep. stride.com. Um, you can also look up my name. Just Google my name, Madhu Jay Kumaran, and you will see my LinkedIn, um, yeah, my Facebook page and the website awesome so you're on all socials and you've got your website and i'll post the links to those in the show notes for this episode as well so anyone who wants to um just jump on can click through and find you and connect with you really easily i'm sure you'll be happy to welcome (laughs) new linkedin connections as well sure (laughs) so this is the the fun bit this is the bit i love are you ready for some quick fire questions yeah sure awesome okay great tell me about a book that you think everybody needs to read dare to lead Dare to lead. What is it about that book that is just a um, a primo recommendation? Yeah, I love Dr. Brené Brown, who's the author of the book and her work. Um, and yeah, for those of you hearing this, you can look her up on Netflix. Uh, she's there's a TED Talk. Hers is, I think, one of the most watched TED Talks. Um, what she does is she beautifully ties in um, a lot of weird concepts in a very real and grounded way um mm. like because she says this is what research says <laughs> and she has evidence and she has examples um which i which i love i think she just decodes leadership including self-leadership and she makes this important distinction between perfection and healthy striving which mm. is a really good lesson that i learned Yes. Yeah. This is two weeks in a, in a row that a Brene book, Brene Brown book has been recommended. Really? Okay. <laughs> I think, yeah, yeah I, I have read this one. Um, I hadn't read, um, I hadn't read last week's, but I think, yeah, yeah I, I 100% agree. And particularly if you're an audible, um, an, an audio book person yeah. as well, she narrates her own books, doesn't she? So yeah. she puts her own, her own spin, her own quirkiness, her own realness to yes. the words as well. And it makes it all <laughs> the more entertaining. I love it. Yeah, it is quite funny and humorous. Yeah, absolutely. Everybody loves. Tell us about your favorite song of all time and why. Oh, God, this is so difficult. I know, right? <laughs> hmm. What's a song of the moment? That's something that so many people have said, you know, I don't have an all-time favorite song. There's just at the moment, if this song comes on, it lifts my mood and I'm like, yeah, okay. <laughs> I don't know. Fortunately, unfortunately, we are stuck with my the favorite songs of my kid, <laughs> my four year old. He ensures we play it all the time. 
I remember those years when you get in the car and it's like, put wiggles on, put play school on. I'm like, oh, God, again. <laughs> no, his, his songs are actually pretty good. He has a really good taste. Um, <laughs> he does. <laughs> this is so funny. But um, I like this really quirky song called So Done. I'm done. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Have yeah. you heard that song? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's like, yeah, I'm done. I'm so done. <laughs> but I'm I, done with all of this. <laughs> all of this. I, I just feel like it's, it makes me feel very spiritual. <laughs> so he's singing it in a very, you know, weird context. <laughs> so done with all the bullshit. Move on. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I like it. <laughs> yeah. Maybe an easier question then. What about a quote? What's a favorite quote? Mm. My favorite quote is, I think the moment you take responsibility for everything is the moment you can start changing anything about your life. Mm. That's a deep one, isn't it? Mm. Yeah, I like it. I'm a big one for responsibility. You know, there's, there's it's that whole wishing, waiting, hoping, waiting for someone to come along and save us. I'm like, no one is going to do that. Like we have yeah. to make our own opportunities. We have to like strive our own path, walk our own path. I think that's a really powerful message, isn't it? Absolutely. To me, that's what leadership is. Leadership is ultimate responsibility. Yeah. If today we had people do that, we would have a much better world. People are just living in denial, excuses and blame. So to me, that's leadership. Love it. <laughs> Let's get a bit more practical. What mm. about a, um, an app, a piece of software or a piece of tech that's changed how you do business? How I do business? Mm. Mm. I would say maybe Canva. Um, otherwise, you complicate bloody every single thing in your head, how you're supposed to design something, put out a social media post. They have templates for everything. <laughs> I love Canva. I have Canva open on my computer pretty much 24-7. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And it's a female developed app um, by a woman for, I think, female entrepreneurs. It's quite intuitive, um, which, is, which is a refreshing change because when people talk about templates, they are very limiting in the past but mm -hmm. this one has a very intuitive sense to it you can change things around so I just love it yeah I would mm. I would have to agree Canva would be one of my top five probably even top I, I don't even know that I could get it down to five definitely in my top 10 yeah <laughs> I don't know I just rely my whole life has changed due to my calendar <laughs> so I don't know if Google Calendar gets the credit but I just realized that if I say that something is important, I just schedule it in um, yeah. and it becomes part of my real values. Yes. Like, for example, health. Oh, for a long time, I've been, oh, this is important. I need to lose weight. But I never put in time for it. But my calendar has everything that I think is important. The moment yeah. I schedule it in, it gets done and yeah. then it becomes part of who I am. So I, I would actually say my calendar, how I learn to use it now. I think that that's awesome. And that ties all, almost in with the next question, but that's something that I say um, to my like one-on-one -on -one clients 
a mm. lot. You know, if, if you're struggling to implement something that you're saying you want to do, mm. schedule it in your calendar. Like mm. it might sound ridiculous to schedule, mm. um, you know, have dinner with hubby or take dog yeah. for a walk or yeah. sit down and play a game with kids. But if mm. that's what it's going to take to make you take action and do it, yeah. then do it. You're not going to do it forever. True. It's just to, just to like get that ball rolling. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So agree with that, Claire. I think yeah. it's about creating a new habit, breaking the old rhythm. Um, like right now, I don't need a, I don't need to put it in my calendar or I don't need to write it in my journal, which I did when I began. Every single day, I'd put it in my journal. Yeah. How many steps did I walk? Did I do my workout? Did I meditate? Now it's my habit. I don't have to write it anymore. But yes. to get to here, I had to do it like literally like disciplined in a disciplined yep. in a way like <laughs> yep. no I was exactly the same like with drinking water you know every mm. glass of water that I drank I'd track it I'd like it might fit ah, the app you know just just so I can just so I can start I'm like okay right I've got to drink I'm going to drink two liters of water today that's my goal yeah. that was what was written in there and it's yeah. like every drink I have I'm going to track it because that's what I needed to do to create the habit. Exactly like yeah. you said. Yeah, wow. we have to okay. do what works fast. I've been we? struggling with water. So now I know exactly what to do. <laughs> <laughs> and, and one thing I want to add here is when we don't do what we said we will do, instead of bringing shame around it, it's just bringing, saying this is what it is. Just look at it as data. Mm, that's such great advice. And again, probably another hack. <laughs> but I'm going to ask you for your official hack. What mm. is one, what is a life hack, a life tip that you can leave us with? Life tip. Oh my God. That's such a big question. <laughs> I know. <laughs> yeah. You've left us with so many already. <laughs> I think responsibility. Mm -hmm. To me, that's what it comes down to. Um, it brings empowerment. It brings relief. It brings acceptance. But what we can't change. Yeah. I think that's what it is. I think I think that's I think that's great. I think that's an awesome place to leave it because again, like you say, responsibility, taking responsibility is the the key to leadership, personal leadership. And it just has wrapped our conversation up beautifully. Yeah, fantastic. Thank, thank you so much. I've I've loved it as always um and just a remember a reminder to anyone listening all of madhu's contact information will be in the show notes to the episode so you can jump on and connect with her i'm sure you'll be happy to um say hello to anybody and um yeah thank you so much again it's been awesome thanks claire for having me and for this wonderful conversation great questions <laughs> um and yeah you always bring a very happy um, you know, um, face <laughs> and an attitude, which I love. So lovely Thank talking you. to you. And that's a wrap for episode number 24 of the Real Life Business Podcast. And I'm super curious to know what you took away from this conversation. Leadership as a term is something I believe a lot of people, women in particular, self-select themselves out of. And by that, I don't mean women don't stand up to be leaders. I simply notice that in my experience, women in particular don't even classify themselves as a leader, especially if they work for themselves. 
To me though, leadership is about influence. It's about inspiration and energizing those around us to succeed. So really, in my view, any parent is a leader. Any committee member is a leader. Any community builder is a leader. So leadership is all around us. It is so much more than just in a corporate setting or a boss employee type relationship. I believe Madhu makes a fascinating point when she talks about leadership starting with self. We can't lead and inspire others if we can't first lead and inspire ourselves. And this is precisely why I focus so heavily on self-awareness and self-development when I'm working with small business clients. Understanding how we operate helps us get the most out of ourselves and those around us. And so it's incredibly important when growing a sustainable business. My second takeaway from this conversation is around the concept of deciding to imperfectly act instead of perfectly procrastinating. I'd say we're probably all guilty to some extent of overthinking something and delaying taking action. But the fact is, very little is not reversible or fixable. Imadu talked about making a decision and acting on it, regardless of how ready we feel, because let's face it, when are we ever going to feel ready enough? This point, you know, it really got me thinking because I think there are a hell of a lot of us that agonize over making the right decision. But what I took from what Madhu said here is that it's not which decision we make that's important, more a decision full stop. Taking focused, intentional action on a path is far more powerful than, you know, tiptoeing or self-doubting or, you know, inaction around a whole heap of paths. And so as we said earlier, like very few things are irreversible. So we can always fine tune or adjust things along the way as long as we've made a decision and decided to start. The final takeaway for me from this conversation is that we can't run a successful business with a scarcity or an employee mindset. Now, as an employee, we trade our time for money, but to evolve into a successful business owner, we need to evolve our thinking as well. And when we shift from, you know, how do I get more clients? How do I get more customers? How do I get more members, more sales to how can I serve? What can I give? We shift into an abundance mindset and with that, we learn to trust ourselves more. And Madhu described this as going from hustling for our worth to knowing our worth. And I think that's a really, really powerful distinction to check in on and check ourselves against. Now, I trust that you took something away from this conversation and in fact, all of the conversations that we've had on season one of Real Life Business. Next week will be the season one wrap up where I'll be sharing some of my favorite bits from the last four months before I'm taking a short break to record some new content for the Real Life Business Hub. So I'll be back in your ears in a few weeks time. So, but to make sure you don't get withdrawals in that break, be sure to sign up for Real Talk where I'll be bringing you weekly doses of inspiration, stories, recommendations, and business growth tips direct to your inbox. 
You can sign up for Real Talk from my website, www.reallifebusiness.com.au, or there'll also be a link in the show notes to this episode. So make sure you jump in and do that, and new editions of Real Talk will be in your inbox each Friday. Alrighty then, that is all from me for this week. As I said, there is one more episode in season one and I will be back in your ears next week with that. And until then, bye-bye.